the only thing you can truly guarantee is you at your absolute worst. Okay. You can only guarantee your worst performance because you can do that easily automatically without thinking at any, at any moment, right. Whether you're so true, whether you're drunk, whether you're exhausted, right. You can, you can, you can be at your worst, like, but you have to earn your best. And that's why it's important to get credit for it and not have that high expectation overshadowing the, the drive that you're bringing, the diligence that you're bringing, the, you know, all that uh, needs to, to be recognized. It's, I think, really, really important to dig into all those whys. Like, why does this matter to you? All right, you want to make, you know, 100K, million dollars this year. Like, but, but why though, right? It's, so when you have a guarantee like that, if you reach it, you get sort of zero credit. You get zero confidence as a result of that which makes sense, right? Why would you get credit for doing what you're supposed to do? Right. And, but more, more consequentially, when you fall short of it, then you're met with, you know, kind of an increasing amount of pain, negativity, uh, self-criticism, et cetera, you know, in proportion, usually to how far you fell below that expectation. I might not beat you in the overall score, but I have this gene in me. It's called winning. I know when money's on the line, I know how to pull the W out, bro. That's how it is. What's up traders. Welcome back to the day trading show today. I'm sitting down with my special guest, Jared Tendler. This is Jared's second time on the show. I really love Jared's work. I've pushed his book to you guys before the mental game of trading. He now has a new platform that we're going to talk about and show you guys today. He has been gracious enough to work with us and our mentorship students and now extending it to you as our podcast listeners with a discount to try out his service. It is unbelievable. Now, we do talk about some golf stuff in the beginning because, you know, I've gotten into golf over the last couple of months and Jared is an amazing golfer. So once we get through the golf stuff, we really get into trading. And I think in this episode, Jared has one of his best like five minute rants that I've ever heard him say. It's almost better than anything I even found in the book. So please make sure you stay tuned all the way through and you check that out. We'll do some screen share. You'll see the platform. And then if you want to check that out again, there's links in the description for discounts to try out his new mindset platform that I think every trader can find value in. I've been using it. Our Blackshirt Club members have been using it and everybody's loving it. No negative reviews. So we're honored to have Jared back on the show. Enough out of me. Enjoy the conversation with Jared Tendler and make sure you check the links in the description if you do want to connect with Jared and check out his platform. Real quick traders, we're gonna take a break from the podcast to talk about today's sponsor. Jared Tendler is the author of The Mental Game of Trading. You've probably heard of him before. Jared has clients who are successful World Series of Poker champions, successful PGA Tour players, and hundreds of institutional and retail traders. Now, Jared just released a brand new program called The Mental Game of Trading Live. This is a platform he created that's basically a directory for solving your trading mistakes using the framework that he outlines in his book. My expertise is in technical analysis and coaching. His expertise is in the mental game of trading and improving your mental ability to improve your PL. So coming together with Jared is a no-brainer, and I'm very honored that he chose to work with us. Now, for you guys, as listeners to the podcast and followers of our content, he's offered us two discounts. He has a premium membership and an essentials membership. I have links and discount codes in the description to this video for you guys to save on this program. Now, it's still new, meaning it's not full, but depending on when you're watching this episode, it might be full. So don't wait. Check out the links in the description. Check out the platform. I think once you see it, you're going to love it. It's a no-brainer for any trader who's taking their business seriously. If you're a new trader and you're still just placing trades on MetaTrader on your phone for fun, this isn't for you. But if you're maybe six months, nine months, a year into your trading, you've already kind of worked out some technicals, maybe you're trading ASFX strategies, it makes perfect sense. It complements 
supplements what we do so well if you get into Jared's program. So check out the links in the description. Discount codes are down there as well. And again, thank you to Jared and his team for sponsoring today's episode. Now, let's get back to the podcast. What's up, traders? Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I am joined by a repeat guest. Jared Tendler is back in the building. Better than ever. It's good to see you, Jared. How are you? <laughs> good. good to see you, man. Glad to hear you're uh, getting into some golf these days. Dude, I uh, I am, and I'm enjoying it. As much as like trading has its pros and cons, golf has its pros and cons, they have so many similarities. You know what I'm saying? And I know that's why you've coached traders, you've coached golfers, they go hand in hand. You told me before, uh, I guess I, I got to give you some credit. You try out for the PGA Tour every year. We got to uh, definitely highlight that on the podcast, bro. That not, is, not whether you make it or yeah. not. Right, not quite, not quite PGA Tour. I mean, I'm playing some higher level tournaments. I've played, uh, you know, finished fortieth in the Philly Open, which was my highlight of last summer. Um, That's awesome. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to climb my way up to play. You know, I want to. My goal is to play in a U.S. Open. Um, if I get to second stage of qualifying, which is effectively a small PGA Tour event, because only the top eighty, uh, you know, only eighty players automatically qualify the U.S. Open. Right. No, just make the just make it into it. Uh, you know. Oh, really? So yeah, you have to be yeah, top just, 80 just to, wow, that is so hard so, out of how many so, people? Well, so there's, you know, probably three, 400 plus who will try right. to qualify for the remaining, uh, you know, 77, 76 spots. So yeah, just to get there, like you're surrounded by a lot of tour players. So that, that would be cool in its own right. Definitely. Um, one thing we should also say on the golf note, I asked Jared, everybody, when we spoke, because we're going to talk about his new uh, mentorship product and the new community he's building today on the podcast. But I asked him last time we spoke, does he still have a golf coach? And Jared, take the, how did you answer that? Yeah, I mean, I, I have a I have a coach and I've got a trainer. So the trainer has been essential because, you know, I'm 45 now. So, you know, sitting in a chair for the last, you know, 18 years, which is not how I'm built, has not been great for my back. So I've regained a ton of mobility. My swing speed is back up. I'm hitting the ball as far as I was as a kid, but I'm far, far more functional now. Uh, and I do have an instructor um, who I see who's, I think optimal because he's not a guy that's trying to add a lot. It's really about understanding, you know, how my body functions best and, you know, to make some small tweaks and adjustments to that. So I can be as, as athletic as possible. You know, I think like trading, right. You you're at your best when you're leveraging that base of experience and your knowledge and allowing it to just like spontaneously adapt uh, in the market and finding those small tweaks. And that's, that's, you know, me in a nutshell on the golf course, right? When I'm able to be free to swing as hard as I want or to hit the kind of shots I want, uh, that's that's where I'm at my best. And and he's helped me to certainly unlock that as well as my trainers helped me to find the power that uh, has been, uh, I've, un I've been unable to tap into for an, a number of years. And it's just good for people to hear that it's not even really one coach. It's, it's kind of two, because I think some people assume that when you get to a certain level, not that they assume this, but maybe they forget how much even the pros still get coached. Even the best are still trying to push themselves. Would you say that you're in competition with yourself more than anybody else at this point? Uh, very much so. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, uh, that's what's nice about the local scene like that. You're playing for, you know, kind of local pride and, and, and accomplishment. And then if that kind of leverages the bigger spot, but I'm not competing against those players. Like it's, it's, you know, that, that friendly competition does help to kind of bring out the most because I understand what I need to bring to the table. But the reality is like, you know, you look at the institutional trading world, right? They are surrounded by resources, right? The traders on the desk are surrounded by resources, who help them to get the most out of themselves. If you look at the PGA Tour, you look at professional tennis, these are no longer individual sports, okay? The last PGA Tour player I worked with had a swing instructor, had a putting coach, had a nutritionist, had a physio, had me, right? Had a data analyst, 
manager and and an agent that was his that was his team and and so and i'm maybe he has a few others you know than most other uh, tour players but like that's what the game is and the same as in tennis you hear you know major champions right novak wins the u.s open like thanks his team so you know trading not to kind of pivot back here it's like trading is you you need to kind of have a team of people around you unless you are you know the guy but even then like it's it's really helpful to have you know support staff right people that can help to maximize you know your own potential yeah and i think that's a great segue to what we're talking about today with your new product because one of the things that has helped me and i think a lot of other traders mike bellafiore was the guy that i think said this first that i heard was you have to get feedback from ideally more experienced traders on your trading in order to grow if you just try to modify things on your own. Like if I'm out there at the golf range, I'm at the driving range, just trying to modify the swing on my own, but there's no one filming me or watching me and giving me feedback. Am I really making as much progress as I should be? Probably not. So what you've kind of built with this new community we're going to talk about is a platform for people to get that kind of feedback, to be open to receiving it too, which of course takes a little bit of an, an ego swallow sometimes. But before we get into that, I got a couple more golf questions, if you don't mind. I yeah, see the bro. Callaway bag behind you. Is that the choice, <laughs> the brand of choice? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm brand agnostic. I it's whatever kind of works best though. That actually, so I, um, a good friend of mine, uh, who was actually my first poker client, you know, going back, you know, 16, 17 years ago now, um, he was a professional golfer before an injury derailed his career, got into professional poker. Um, and there was a, a golf tournament, um, at Pebble beach and it was called the Pebble beach national pro-am. Um, no, sorry, not the national pro-am. That's the PJ tournament. Um, the Callaway Pebble Beach Pro-Am and and basically it was uh, you'd play with one professional would play with a team of four amateurs and so he invited me as an amateur to go play and he was a pro and we played with him and a couple others like, like um, and it was amazing so you know I got to play like a, a, like a legitimate tournament at Pebble Beach uh, and got the got the bag uh, you know as a nice parting gift that is definitely on the bucket list how beautiful was that course Oh, it's, I mean, there are a few places where you think, all right, well, how could it live up to the hype? And it, it does. does mostly because what you don't realize, you know, watching on TV, it's like gorgeous. And, but what you don't realize is that you're, you're basically playing 15 holes on the ocean right now. Some of them are directly on it, but all the other uh, ones have like views of it. And then there's only a couple where you don't see the ocean, but you're, you're really still close. And so, yeah, I mean, then you've got the kind of just the history of it, you know, seven 18 eight uh you know are all amazing holes and so yeah it was just an incredible experience for sure that's amazing did you see last weekend eric van royen won the whatever it was did you see that i did yeah i mean that's Dude. that's incredible this his his best friend struggling with cancer and it 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 brought i honestly i was like literally tearing up on the couch watching the videos because <laughs> he talks about like i mean i lost my dad to cancer a few months ago everybody oh, knows wow. somebody that struggles with cancer it's everywhere now and you see him say, yeah, I mean, it's fun to win golf tournaments. Just like I would say a lot of traders say it's fun to make money trading, but like he was driven by a bigger purpose and that carried him through. I mean, he chipped in for, or he, he putted to Eagle in order to win. Like he had to make that Eagle putt in order to win and he nailed it. So I think when you have that bigger why, and I'm curious to hear if you have any stories or any ideas from like your poker guys or your golf guys or your traders, that, that why just drives you to beyond the success almost it's like the success was a stepping stone to something bigger even though that was really the goal do you know what i'm saying yeah i mean this is these are moments where you know athletes are able to kind of tap into i mean it's the kind of perfect perfect storm i mean ren ren was particularly unique because he was actually 
I think I was watching the replay. I think he was behind by um, five or six shots on. The he was. Hole. Yeah. And then he was eight under par over the last nine holes, including the eagle you mentioned to win. <laughs> and you know, you think about like like what what are they tapping into? And I don't think that's something you can kind of artificially create. There is like a deeper why that we all have that I think can drive us, you know, to uh, greater heights on a day-to-day basis. That is, you know, uh, something that can be trained. You know, I, I, I mentioned Novak, uh, you know, he is one, uh, certainly Nadal uh, watching these guys on the, on the court. Now I'm not, they're not playing for a bigger why they're playing for their why. Right. And, and when they get tested, when they're, when, you know, it's five, three in the fifth set and they're down to uh, two games, like you can see them digging deep. And that's a thing that you hear a lot of people talk about. So like, what are they, what are they tapping into when they're digging deep? To me, they're tapping into that. Why the, why they give such a big shit and to give everything they have to do that. Now, I think that can be trained. And certainly they have trained it. And the clients and traders I work with, uh, that is something we talk about. When we're talking about goal setting, you know, I think something around the, you know, the new year, this is an important topic and, and, you know, being able to have a very clear kind of top line, what do you want to achieve is really important. That's a lot of times where the the discussion kind of stops. Um, and it's, I think, really, really important to dig into all those whys. Like, why does this matter to you? All right, you want to make, you know, 100K, million dollars this year. Like, but but why though, right? It's Is it about the competition? Is it about the love? Is it about, you know, that if you were to achieve that, it would have been an incredible accomplishment and validate all the work that you've done. Well, but then why, like, why is that so? And you kind of keep asking that why question and you start to really develop something that that touches your heart and soul in a way that you can tap into on a regular basis to drive you, not in a false inspirational way, like, you know, watching a clip from Rocky or, you know, a, a, you know, your favorite song, like, which can give you always that boost. But but like when you you tap into something that really, really moves you and it's it's powerful. It is. And I think people underestimate it until they maybe come across that something in their life. Like if you're talking to an 18 year old, I don't know if he's going to have, it depends on what he's gone through in his life. You know what I mean? I think experience in life teaches you to find a why, or you end up having something happen in your life, whether it's family or business or whatever, success or failure. And you then are opened up to this new perspective on what could be your why. For some people, you could say it's having a kid or losing a loved one or whatever it may be. Right. So I think that you, you, you hit it right on the head that that why as much as it can be trained, it needs work, right? Like you need to do the deep work to get down to it. And it's hum- it's uncomfortable sometimes, I'm sure. You've probably had some coaching sessions that have led to tears. I would guess if I have, you probably had, correct? Where guys are literally breaking down, whether it's their trading or their golf or their poker, they're broken. And I think what keeps them going at that point, you would say is their why, right? You you bring them back to that. And that's what the motivator is, is the flame. Yeah, and and sometimes the breaking down is is actually more of the tears of joy of the acknowledgement that never came, right? And like realizing, like, holy crap, like I actually have done more than I realized, which is a big problem for high performers, right? The expectations are always large, and they loom large. And when you're not, you know, kind of achieving them, it can kind of overshadow a lot of the smaller victories that lead to bigger successes. Uh, and so having that, you know, change, right? To change that perspective, right? can actually tap into more of that energy also, because sometimes, you know, you can, you can get a little burned out. You can get a little crusty. You can lose a little motivation simply because you haven't acknowledged how much success you've already had. And I know that everybody hasn't had that maybe yet in trading, 
but you've had some victories, right? And and if you're if they're not being acknowledged, then you're kind of standing on quicksand, right? And there's not enough stability there that has been earned and deserved. That's a great point. What do you say to guys who struggle with realistic expectations in trading? I know there there's a section in the the platform about expectations in general, and we can maybe dive into that a little bit. But I, I feel like that is kind of the inception of so many bad trading problems. Would you agree or disagree that re- unrealistic expectations are the one of the bad starting points? So I would say that unrealistic expectations are, are I don't know if it's a starting point or it's just the, the, the frame with which people enter competitive marketplaces okay. um, and, and or competition in general. So a lot of times these aren't expectations that are, are just sort of generated in trading. It's like they've had high expectations of themselves for years. And in many other places outside of trading, it has been a large driver of their success. Right, whether it be in school, right, or other jobs, uh, and, and so you kind of come into trading, you have those expectations. Yeah, it's you know the research I've done, sixty percent of traders have very high expectations of themselves, and that's not even sort of the unrealistic expectations that can just spontaneously come, like expecting to win every day, or you know expecting to win this trade, expecting to be green every month. I mean, there's you know sort of the smaller expectations, but the big you know sort of solution to uh, having those high expectations is not to lower them. That's the most common, uh, you know, kind of first like complaint that I hear when somebody says, Oh, yeah, I'm not, no, I, I want you to eviscerate them. They're, they're irrelevant as a metric. Right. And if you can convert what is currently a high expectation into a goal or an aspiration, it changes the way in which you interact with it. Right? Because high expectations uh, in their nature are implied guarantees. Nobody actually says, I guarantee that I'm going to make X amount of money. But when you're sort of expecting it, that's what you're implying. Like, So when you have a guarantee like that, if you reach it, you get sort of zero credit. You get zero confidence as a result of that, which makes sense, right? Why would you get credit for doing what you're supposed to do? Right. And But more, more consequentially, when you fall short of it, then you're met with, you know, kind of an increasing amount of pain, negativity, uh, self-criticism, et cetera you know, in proportion usually to how far you fell below that expectation, right? And so that automatically is hiding a lot of progress because by its nature, the expectation is very high, which means that you likely don't have the current capacity to reach it yet. Now, if it's an aspiration and it's a goal, then you are going to get credit for all the small steps that you take. You're going to get credit not for showing up, but for getting credit for the hard work that you put in, the diligence you have in during the research, the creativity you have in, in coming up with sort of new angles or just the willingness to be, you know, open and honest and, you know, uh, do some of the harder, deeper mental game work, right? What all it is, right? There's lots of little steps that, that need to be acknowledged because that forms the foundation of your confidence. So high expectations are fantastic for motivation, but they undercut confidence because you're not getting credit for what, for the byproduct of your work. And that can work for a while, right? In trading until it doesn't, until, you know, that game starts to become, you know, like you start to burn out more often, you start to kind of lose your passion for the game, for the trip, you know, you start to uh, feel like it's more of a job. And, and it, you know, it's like all the kind of joy starts to get sucked out of it. So then you're losing motivation on top of losing confidence. And that can work in other environments where you do fundamentally have more control in the short term. But it, it, it just generally is not a recipe for success in trading. And that's not to say that there aren't many traders who have been successful, having had very high expectations. I'm just saying it's more of a gamble at this stage because we don't know the number of people, number of traders 
who have failed with those high expectations trying to get to this the position in which those that do have so it, it to me it just it de-risks the situation to you know again take kind of some of the sting out of it convert those expectations to goals because the only thing you can truly guarantee okay, i'm going to say this quite twice the only thing you can truly guarantee is you at your absolute worst okay you can only guarantee your worst performance because you can do that easily automatically without thinking at any at any moment right whether you're it's so bored, true whether you're drunk whether you're exhausted right you can you can you can be at your worst like but you have to earn your best and that's why it's important to get credit for it and not have that high expectation overshadowing the the drive that you're bringing the diligence that you're bringing the you know all that uh, needs to, to be recognized I feel like that was like the best rant I've ever heard you have. That right there makes this whole episode worth it. Everybody listening, if you agree, you got to make a comment, thumbs up, subscribe, the whole thing. That was perfect, Jared. So convert expectations to goals, basically because expectations, when you get to it, you're, you don't get any reward from it. But if you set it as a goal, it's more of a process. You actually then get to look at the process and say, well, I'm still working hard to get to that goal rather than I'm falling short of this expectation of, being met. Love that. So what about people who have previous success? You made me think of some of the guys. I have a guy I'm coaching right now. He's from Tennessee. He builds three to four $5 million custom homes. He's been in construction for 20 years. He's a very successful guy in that industry. He wants to come into trading. He can't, you know, he can't show any discipline. He can't stay on edge. He is expecting the same level of profit and success from his first business to translate directly, even though that one he's been doing for 20 years. How do you work through that? knowing that we want to eliminate expectations and set goals. Is it as simple as just doing that? Or is there a little bit deeper that you could share about that? All right, traders, listen up. Before we continue with today's podcast, I have to share with you some important information because a lot of you come to me asking, how can you help me make more money, Austin? What does that process look like? The simple answer is you join the Black Shirt Club, which is our all-inclusive 12-week trading mentorship program, and you work with me every single day. In the Black Shirt Club, we don't just trade together. You get weekly private coaching sessions. You also get a year for free, that's $550 worth of value, to trade Zella, to track your trades, to journal properly. So we actually have some data to make the adjustments from. But really, I think the bigger overarching thing you get in the Black Shirt Club is accountability and feedback from traders with more experience than you. Those two things alone are worth thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. Because think about it, you're learning how to make unlimited income and you're saving yourself tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars in potential losses. Remember, when I started trading, I had no mentorship. I lost almost $50,000 in the first two years. If I can save you from losing 50 Gs, how much would you pay me? I want you guys to book a call with me. It's probably flying in up here. The link is in the description. Book a call. It's 10 minutes. It's free. If the Black Shirt Club is something that you're interested in, it is a little bit of a time commitment. It's for serious traders, not brand new people, but you get everything included. Like I said, Tradezilla, my course is included. I'll even give you a month free of ASFX TV. So book a call. If this interests you, let's hop on and see if you're a good fit. It's not for everybody. I am definitely selective in who I allow into the club, but if I think I can make an impact on you after that welcome call, we'll get rolling. We'll get the 12 weeks popping and we'll get you making more money. Link is down below. Like I said, maybe it flew in above my head. Tap it, book the call and I'll speak with you guys soon. Again, thank you for being a listener of the podcast. Let's get back to the video. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a, and I work with lots of people in the same, same boat. I was going to say, this is your typical person, I'm sure. Yeah, especially. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, what, what he's not allowing himself to be as an infant, uh, you know, and, and to kind of frame it that way, you know, that all that you, you know, you could spend some time like looking at what did you learn in your previous business life that can translate into trading. That is a helpful exercise to uh, 
differentiate these two environments because right now they're probably just blurring together and that expectation is allowed to run rampant because there isn't a clear segmentation between, okay, this is what I've learned from building custom homes, right? And that applies to trading. You can have a conversation about that. And then you might need to say, all right, well, what are all the things that don't apply? And that list is going to be 50 times longer because, you know, all of the tacit knowledge in, in building, uh, you know, a, a custom home, like is irrelevant here, right? You can create lots of analogies for it, but that's, that there's no tacit implicit knowledge, right? That is something that has that to be built over. Here. Yeah, exactly. So he is, I mean, you might, you might as well like bring him to the golf course and never played golf before and stick a club in his hand and say, why, why would you expect to get a hole in one here? Why would you expect to even be able to break par here? Right. You wouldn't. And yet you're trying to, you're expecting the same thing in trading and it's fundamentally no different. The, the difference is right. Uh, you know, it seems like it should be easy, right? How hard could it be to trade, right? You I'm know, sitting at home, cards. clicking buttons. I was building a house, hammering nails, working with a team of 50 people. This is way easier. I should make way more money. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that different. I mean, but at, at the end of the day, like you're trying to find a way for him to truly embrace, you know, uh, being an infant, you know, yeah. and, and like understand that, you know, what has come before, you know, is nice. It, it can give you confidence right that you can figure out how to build and scale a business cool okay but again what what are you carrying over otherwise uh you know what you're carrying over are those expectations right exactly and that's when i made the comment about the expectations being the starting point that's where i feel like in his situation and a guy like him which we see often that is now that is spilled over to causing over trading and oversizing and trading pairs you're not normally looking at and blah 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 blah. You know what I mean? So it spills like crazy. Yeah. No, this that was and, very, and the, very the other the other part of it true truly may be, and I don't know him per se, but like there may be just a, a decent amount of overconfidence. And the expectation may be part of that, but the overconfidence might be the thing that is so it's like the fact that I right have and building these homes and I've made X number of millions of dollars. I am more special than I think I'm more capable than I think. So there's, there's just like beliefs about his capacity. And, and that may be a bigger, uh, yeah, know, piece of the puzzle here, which is yeah, a bigger so, piece of the puzzle. That's like, okay. So it doesn't have to be a negative. That overconfidence doesn't have to be a negative is what you're saying. It can be still a positive. Well, it ha well, in this case, it's definitely a negative. I mean, so detriment, yes, but I'm saying like piece of the puzzle is like when you're trying to fight, like figure out how to get somebody to uh, like do the, the necessary work, you know, it, it you, the expectations he's having of, of like automatic success may be like more of the symptom of this overconfidence, right? Rather than the expectation being the inherent problem. Makes sense. Do you find yourself now as we pivot? And I really appreciate the advice. And I know the guy that we're talking about is going to listen to this and he'll appreciate that too. Do you uh, find yourself working with more traders, golfers, or poker players right now, just for the audience to get an idea for who you're talking to most? Yeah. So uh, poker trading is pretty much kind of on par with each other, you know, kind of goes in waves. Um, uh, number of golfers, I've got like four guys, uh, like two trying to get through Q school, uh, one on the corn Ferry tour, one just got his PGA tour card this past year. That's um, awesome. And then I've got, got kind of a handful of amateur golfers and, you know, others that are kind of run around. You know, you're lucky. I don't still live up near Pennsylvania. Otherwise I'd have to come whoop all your asses just for the record. Okay. <laughs> well, if, this, playing, if, we're, if we're playing for some money, I'll, I'm happy to take that bet. That's what I you know. I listen, I'm not, I played with a guy uh, two weeks ago who shoots 
80s and I have still not broken 100. I shot a 104 last Saturday, so I'm close. I'm hoping to break it this this weekend. And he had to pay me because of the game. We played Wolf. I don't know if you know the game. And then yeah, I, I, I won the Wolf hole, so I ended up winning. He was so mad he had to pay me. It was so funny. And I said, listen, I might not beat you in the overall score, but I have this gene in me. It's called winning. I know when money's on the line, I know how to pull the W out, bro. That's how it is. Um, it, what do you do it. in the winter? Are you coming down to Florida to play golf? Like, Because up in Philly, you can't play golf in the winter. Yeah, so my so what I learned last summer was I tried to carve out more time to be able to play so I could okay. practice more. And uh, so I'm kind of making hay, you know, from now through April. Um, and then I'm working primarily on just like my um, uh, physical training, mo- mobility and strength. Uh, well, listen, if you ever want to come to play TPC, we have one in Tampa. It's on me. I promise. Okay, come down. We'll, we'll make a thing of it for real. I got some guys that are really good down here. We could have a good foursome. It'd be fun. We'll so let's talk about the, let's talk about the platform. I want to cut into this. If you want to, we could turn screen share on. I know everybody listening. If you want to make sure you're watching on Spotify or on YouTube now, transition over. Cause Jared's going to share some screen here. This is his new community that he started. It kind of looks like discord, which is awesome, but it's all custom owned by Jared. So tell us what we're looking at here. Yeah, so this is the homepage. Uh, basically, the the benefit of this, I think, versus a Discord is that there's there's just kind of less noise, right? This is more of a curated platform. There's an oppor- there's plenty of opportunity for members to interact, but you know, primarily the there's kind um, uh, of a, a, a curated platform of content to help you improve your your uh, training psychology. And so uh, there's two tiers. Uh, there's an essential tier uh, and a premium tier. Now the premium tier is differentiated by kind of just the amount of access that you have to me. And so premium members are able to join uh, these live one hour strategy sessions. Uh, you can see on this page here, the, the upcoming ones for this quarter. Uh, and they're one hours, uh, topical uh, discussion at the beginning. Uh, and then, you know, the remainder of is answering member questions, reviewing their worksheets, uh, et cetera, trying to help them to develop their mental game strategy. Uh, you know, kind of the corollary to that is essential members uh, have access to this weekly mailbag where they can submit their questions, uh, their worksheets as well, and kind of get answered uh, that through this um, weekly mailbag. Uh, but all members get access to uh, the, the um, recordings of the strategy session. So even if you can't join live, you can uh, check that out afterwards. Um, we also got these accountability groups and accountability challenges because I think what I've recognized, certainly in my work with a personal trainer, you know, it's just helpful to getting that next level of effort when you have somebody that you are accountable towards. And I don't love truthfully, I want people to be autonomous and independent. But the reality is like, I'm competitive. And like, when I have somebody else that I'm, you know, working with, it just helps to bring that extra couple percent out of me, so that I'm working a bit harder, more consistently. And I'm just not half-assing it because I, I know that it's not just, you know, her that is, is kind of grading me, uh, but like, it's how I'm going to feel when I show up and have to say, you know, here's what I've done. If it's less than that, yeah, I know. to put your name on something like you want to yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, so that to yeah, represent you well, right. 100%. That's exactly right. So, so like the platform is helping to create some accountability for you. And there's, you know, you want to take that next level and, you know, join a group, you can, there's an opportunity to do that. And I think kind of finding a cohort of people has been a, a, a thing that has been, uh, been really great to see. Um, and this last feature, which I'm kind of really excited about is this knowledge base. So if you look down this left-hand column here, all of these are different tabs, which contain a lot of content. So if you are new to my system, right, you can kind of come to this page here, get some very quick, uh, just like a jump start to how you're going to get working on your mental game and begin kind of building your, your strategy for trading psychology. And then if you have questions, right, there's already a bunch of questions that have been answered. 
So, you know, some of these have come from previous strategy sessions. I'm going to keep adding more content to this. But the basic premise is that at any point in my system, whether you're talking about doing the data collection, which is very often the first step, creating a profile and a map, using a mental hand history, which is a tool that I use to get at the roots of the problems you're facing, right? That's a big point of differentiation with my work from others is that we're not kind of battling the fear, the FOMO, the greed, the overconfidence, right? That is like a symptom of an underlying flaw. And when we can find what those underlying flaws are and correct those, then those signals of fear, FOMO, greed, et cetera, they go away, right? At least for that reason. Now, it doesn't mean that you're going to be emotionless robot. It means that your emotions are a bit, a bit purified. They're a bit more stable. And so the mental hand history, right, is the tool to do that. So the bottom line is like, if you want to, you know, see some examples of mental hand histories, because it's new for you to do. And, you know, remember maybe there's a, an issue, right, where you have, you know, trouble closing trades prematurely. Well, you know, there's lots of examples of, um, you know, these tools freely available uh, within the platform to just get some quick advice on uh, and, and help you kind of move along. So, you know, whether it be actually joining these strategy sessions, you know, getting feedback through the weekly mailbag, uh, having some accountability uh, or access to these resources, I, I kind of on demand to help you build your mental game strategy, right? This is really what the platform is designed for. And what ideally, what type of a trader would you say this fits best? Yeah, I'd say uh, the trader who is kind of six to nine months in uh, and and beyond, right? They're, they've learned enough from a technical side. They understand where their more common mistakes are. You know, they've gone from the sim to the live market. Now in the live market, they're struggling with, you know, a handful of problems, entering prematurely, you know, closing prematurely, uh, you know, re-entering trades when they shouldn't, a little bit of revenge trading, right? You if you if Once you know what your kind of repetitive mistakes are and you're struggling to fix those, right? They are very, very often, you know, caused by some deeper emotion, right? There's some mental and emotional flaw that is causing that uh, or sort of preventing you from fixing it, right? It's not like an intellectual issue. It's not a knowledge issue. You know what you're doing is wrong. You know why it's wrong. And yet it keeps happening again and again. Well, that's often the most frustrating for traders to handle, but it's easily explained because it's you're not dealing with the mental and emotional side, which can force your hand and compel you to make these repetitive mistakes. So, you know, that, that it's, that's one. Two, if you've read The Mental Game of Trading, and you've been around my work and, you know, you've struggled to kind of put the pieces together again, to have a little bit of accountability and, you know, kind of the continuity and consistency to keep at this. Because like I said, having somebody on your team is essential, whether you're a trader, a golfer, a poker player, right? It's, it, these are team-based things. And so you want to have the resources as you're competing against some of these incredibly capitalized, uh, you know, hedge funds and, and uh, you know, firms around the world, right? How are you going to compete against them? You need to have somebody like me on your team helping to keep you on the straight and narrow and continue to make progress because like your trading strategy, there may be times where there's not a lot of adaptation and you've got something that's rock solid, but eventually there's evolution that's going to take place, right? The market's going to change. Something about your nature is going to change. Your goals are going to change. And so there's going to be adaptation from a technical side. The reality is like, there's always going to be something more that you can be improving on the mental game side. doesn't mean you have, always have to be doing it, but if you want to continue to be leveling up, Right. Having a place where you can go consistently to make that progress is really what the, the platform's for. It's awesome. I think it's like an encyclopedia for trading issues almost, right? Where they can come in and even someone like I, I, you had me get access to the platform. I've been looking at it. I have Tom looking at it as well. Tom loves your work. A lot of the guys in our mentorship, we recommend your book because you 
teach and position these mental ideas in a framework that is so easily digestible, where I think sometimes trading psychology gets lost in like the foo-foo, rah-rah, and there's no actual tactics of how to make the improvement. So to have the videos to reference, to have the worksheets to reference, I think that makes this platform in itself worth it. What about here on the right side? I see the events. Underneath the events, I see trending posts. So could that be an idea for someone to come in and look at and see like, this is what other people are struggling with the most, and maybe I should read this to learn from this? Absolutely. Yeah, I think there's been a lot of interaction, right? You can go to the community discussion uh, page where, you know, again, like traders like you are coming in and having discussions around, you know, some of the issues that, uh, that, that, uh, that people are having with. So yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, uh, it's an easy way. You can see like this one's got 12 comments on it. So yeah. to me, I think from a, a discord channel standpoint, right. It, the, sometimes the, just the, the stream can be a little bit tough. This is more, again, kind of curated by the topics that people are, are, are dealing with. And, you know, here's the sharing progress tab, which is oftentimes, uh, you know, I think one of the, the greatest places to go into it, but you can see the struggles in this, right? It isn't just about the celebrating the wins from a financial standpoint. It's, you know, kind of seeing what the struggle was and how they were able to get through it, you know, yep. can be kind of uh, motivating. Like Mario right there, is FOMO actually killing my performance? Is FOMO actually impacting my system? No. I had a tweet that I put up today. I want to get your opinion on this. I said FOMO is only bad when it leads to overtrading. FOMO is a motivator. FOMO is the reason you go after success and you try to chase new things because you saw someone else has something you want. So I think FOMO actually just with the right perspective is a tool. Of course, it could be used the wrong way. You could stab yourself with a knife, but you can also cut a, a, a kill a cow and eat a steak, right? So what's your opinion on that? Specifically that question right there, the FOMO. I mean, any emotional issue, right? No one would ever say that greed is bad, right? Provided that it's motivational. For I mean, shout out to Gordon. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's. I mean, that and that quote is. I mean, I said this in the book. That quote is mis, is is oftentimes it, greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Well, right. the better word is just ambition, right? No one would right. ever say, right? Tiger Woods or you know Novak Djokovic are greedy because of all the championships they've won. Exactly. Ooh, what is wrong with you? Like, no, of course not. So you're not greedy trying to make more money. You're yeah. greedy when the means by which you go after making more money, just like with FOMO, is counter to your strategy. Right, right. Could you say even that Tiger and, and Djokovic had FOMO of wasting time and that's why they were so ambitious because they wanted to accomplish so much in their short life, which is this little blip in the grand scheme of history. They wanted to leave their mark. So in a way they maybe had subconscious FOMO of like, I don't want to waste my life. I think a lot of successful people think that way, right? Like a lot of- Yeah, high certainly. I, mean, I, I couldn't speak for those two individually, but yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Love that. Okay. For this platform, I think the last question people will probably have here is, Jared, if I come in at the in, uh, the essential and I move up to premium, what like what kind of time commitment am I looking at here? Like, what is this? Am I going to be in this for a year? Do I need this for life? Like, what do you what do you think the ideal person can take from this? Is it something that hopefully they're making enough money and they just keep paying for it? What are you looking for your students, your guys in here to take from this in in a timeline sense? Yeah, I mean, I think generally speaking, the premium tier like three to six months, right? It's it's sort of set up on a quarterly basis. Okay. But by and large, right, if you're, you know, somewhat familiar with the system, you're going to get, you know, kind of ramped up very quickly and be able to kind of problem solve solidly within three months, establish your mental game strategy and be good for a little while. You want to sure. stick around longer just to make sure. And, you know, depending on your career, if you're kind of making a transition, I've got some that are, you know, trying to quit jobs and, you know, making this a full time gig. And, uh, you know, so if, they, if, you, if it can kind of help to support that transition, sure, right, you can go longer. 
but I've got you know people who were involved in the beta test of this over the summer who were kind of previously in the premium tier, and now we're on the essential side because it's just again the continuity and the frequency of it. So you want to pay a little bit more for my direct feedback while you're trying to scale up your strategy. That makes sense. You can kind of dial it back when you feel like you're in a good spot, and then you know you want to dial back, dial it back up in a year's time when you're really right. struggling with something more than than you can. Do you think that all good traders are just? I mean. I mean, you're probably going to say yes, but like what makes a really good trader is someone who accepts the idea that they're one mistake away from blowing up or one mistake away from going off tilt and then it spills over. So would you say that this could be a tool to help keep people from that one mistake turning into two, turning into three, turning into four? Yeah. And 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 I think if if you are that trader that's, you know, kind of living on that thin edge, then there's far more danger than there needs to be. Um, that's an indication that um, your motive, your, your confidence is not as solid or you're just your psychological and the integrity of your psychological system is not as solid as you might think. And that doesn't mean that it's like foobar, but it does mean that there's an opportunity to create greater strength and stability there so that you can kind of have that top end, you know, living on the edge without having a fatal flaw, like really cut deep. Cause you can have big blowouts and big mistakes, not cut deep. And not cause you know some of that the the snowball and downward spiral mentally that that oftentimes happens. It's just I think rare the trader that is willing to kind of do that work on a consistent basis to, in essence, like you know kind of climb the mountain with anchors right versus kind of free soloing. I mean that, yeah, that's a great analogy. Yeah, yeah like, you don't want to ever feel like you're you're you know a step away from 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 you know death or blowing accounts. You know, and, and and that's not just a function of good risk management. That's a function of having a a, a level of integrity. I don't mean that on a ethic level. I mean that like a like an engineering standpoint. Like how strong are you at your weakness in your right. weak points? And so a lot of traders that end up getting kind of a little bit overextended without kind of minding their back end, so to speak, right? And and you know, yes. So the the system, the the platform, the system or my, my mental game trading psychology system is designed to keep your weaknesses getting stronger and stronger. So it becomes harder and harder for you to fail in the ways that you might have or might be able to now. That makes sense, which is all, I mean, that's half the book, right? Improving the C game. Yeah, exactly. Of the book. Yeah. So for everybody that hasn't read the book, you got to read the book, got to read Jared's book. I have it on my <laughs> shelf over there. Everyone has to read Jared's book. Um, and then take the dive here into the platform. But this has been great, Jared. I really appreciate you taking the time. Is there anything else you wanted to show us before we yeah, finish up the screen share? We, I think we covered the platform on. on yeah, the yeah, no, the platform, yeah, platform's pretty clear. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I think bottom line is like, it's hard to be, as you said earlier, right? Hard to be kind of really, really clear and, you know, open and honest sometimes. I think, uh, you know, I've gotten feedback on Twitter, you know, where it's like, you know, you can ask some of the hard questions and then there's crickets, you know, provide somebody with, you know, bite-sized nugget of, you know, and everybody kind of laps it up. It's like, there's a tendency to kind of want things one way where you're, you on the other end are just like kind of consuming this easy content and giving the impression that you're doing real good, solid work. And I've had plenty of people who've said, oh, you know, I've listened to your book five times, like absolutely love it. And my follow-up question that is, okay, but, yeah, but what have you, have you like translated that into the work? Because like, you know, we, you and I both know you can't read a book on physical fitness thinking that that's going to give you bigger muscles. And then get you, big can read, right. you can reread my book and have that give you the impression of greater psychological strength. But really what you're doing is you're relying on the momentum of those ideas being fresh in your mind. 
And yes. to create the kind of stability that we're after, it needs to, to be converted into real strength. How do you do that? You gotta raise your hand and say, look, I understand these concepts, but now I need to build a real strategy, just like I have for trading. And if you have those two working together in concert, that's a recipe for success. And, and so I think the, the, the next step here is just to say, all right, here are the issues that I'm struggling with. And, and while I understand what they are, and I think intellectually, I, under, I understand how to fix them. The fact that I haven't yet means there's something I don't understand yet. And that's where the book, that's where this platform comes in, is helping you to figure out how to take those next steps in more pragmatic ways. I love it. And I think what everybody also can take from this is not just how they can make those small improvements and put the team around them and some of the other things you said, but just having the accountability from, as we said at the beginning, other people, like the community tab, I think is probably one of them. And that's like 50% of the value in being a part of your community, because to get around other traders who are willing to put their hand up and ask for that help and say, Hey, this is what I'm struggling with. I've actually worked through something that you're struggling with. I can help you here. Maybe you can help me here. That creates connections with people. You never know what you're going to build by just creating this platform. So you've kind of set the table here and invited people to come have dinner. You never know who's going to sit down. I feel like when you do something like this, so it's going to be really cool to hear in a year from now, what kind of students and success you have seen through this. Cause you're going to have people that say, Hey, I made 50 grand after joining Jared's program. Hey, I made hundred grand in the month after that's going to be pretty substantial, bro. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that sells your business and my business better than anything else, the success from our students. So Absolutely. any other big plans, Jared, coming in from 2024 from you? Any big golf tournaments we can catch you at on TV on Sunday? Any other big trading plans? <laughs> Likely not, uh, you know, TV uh, Sundays, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'll try to qualify for the US Open again. Uh, the US Mid-Am is, is the big, like more realistic one, which is in the uh, in August, and then I'll play all the local stuff in the Philadelphia area and <clears throat> try to have some uh, some local glory there. Kick everybody's ass for me up in Philly, okay? Well, I'm holding it down in Florida for you. You kick everybody's ass up in Jersey and Philly for me, all right? You got it, man. Appreciate it. I love it. All right, everybody. We're going to put a pin in it here. We'll definitely have Jared back on, I'm sure, later in 2024. But Jared, as always, bro, it's been a pleasure. Can't thank you enough for the time. I can't thank you enough also, man, for wanting me to help promote the platform because I really believe in your work and what you're doing. So I'm honored to be a part of it. I really mean that. So everybody, yeah, make sure you check Jared. the link down in uh, the description. We actually have a discount code for either tier from Jared for you guys. So we'll make sure you have that. Uh, Twitter is down below. Everything to connect with Jared. His book, the platform, I'll put all that in the description. So make sure you guys check that out. But until next time, everybody, make sure you're subscribed and we'll see you later. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, everybody. Thanks.